He glanced at the bedside clock, saw it was quarter past two in the morning, then looked back at Mr. Yellow, who might be the leader. I have only a little money, but you're welcome to it, if you'll only leave without hurting me. The wind gusted, rattling autumn leaves against the west side of the house. Rothstein was aware that the furnace was running for the first time this year. Hadn't it just been summer? According to our info, you got a lot more than a little. This was Mr. Red. Hush, Mr. Yellow extended a hand to Rothstein. Get off the floor, genius. Rothstein took the offered hand, got shakily to his feet, then sat on the bed. He was breathing hard, but all too aware, self-awareness had been both a curse and a blessing all his life, of the picture he must make. An old man in flappy blue pajamas, nothing left of his hair but white popcorn puffs above the ears. This was what had become of the writer who, in the year JFK became president, had been on the cover of Time magazine. John Rothstein, America's reclusive genius. Wake up genius. Get your breath, Mr. Yellow said. He sounded solicitous, but Rothstein did not trust this. Then we'll go into the living room, where normal people have their discussions. Take your time. Get serene. Rothstein breathed slowly and deeply, and his heart quieted a little. He tried to think of Peggy, with her teacup-sized breasts, small but perfect, and her long, smooth legs. But the dream was as gone as Peggy herself, now an old crone living in Paris, on his money. At least Yolanda, his second effort at marital bliss, was dead, thus putting an end to the alimony. Red Mask left the room, and now Rothstein heard rummaging in his study. Something fell over. Drawers were opened and closed. Doing better? Mr. Yellow asked, and when Rothstein nodded, Come on, then. Rothstein allowed himself to be led into the small living room, escorted by Mr. Blue on his left and Mr. Yellow on his right. In his study, the rummaging went on. Soon, Mr. Red would open the closet and push back his two jackets and three sweaters, exposing the safe. It was inevitable. All right, as long as they leave the notebooks, and why would they take them? Thugs like these are only interested in money. They probably can't even read anything more challenging than the letters in Penthouse. Only he wasn't sure about the man in the yellow mask. That one sounded educated. All the lamps were on in the living room, and the shades weren't drawn. Wakeful neighbors might have wondered what was going on in the old writer's house, if he had neighbors. The closest ones were two miles away on the main highway. He had no friends, no visitors. The occasional salesman was sent packing. Rothstein was just that peculiar old fella, the retired writer, the hermit. He paid his taxes and was left alone. Blue and yellow led him to the easy chair facing the seldom-watched TV, and when he didn't immediately sit, Mr. Blue pushed him into it. Easy, Yellow said sharply, and Blue stepped back a bit, muttering. Mr. Yellow was the one in charge, all right. Mr. Yellow was the wheel dog. He bent over Rothstein, hands on the knees of his corduroys. Do you want a little splash of something to settle you? If you mean alcohol, I quit twenty years ago. Doctor's orders. Good for you. Go to meetings? I wasn't an alcoholic, Rothstein said, nettled. 
Crazy to be nettled in such a situation. Or was it? Who knew how one was supposed to react after being yanked out of bed in the middle of the night by men in colorful ski masks? He wondered how he might write such a scene and had no idea. He did not write about situations like this. People assume any 20th century white male writer must be an alcoholic. All right, all right, Mr. Yellow said. It was as if he were placating a grumpy child. Water? No, thank you. What I want is for you three to leave, so I'm going to be honest with you. He wondered if Mr. Yellow understood the most basic rule of human discourse. When someone says they're going to be honest with you, they are in most cases preparing to lie faster than a horse can trot. My wallet is on the dresser in the bedroom. There's a little over eighty dollars in it. There's a ceramic teapot on the mantel. He pointed. Mr. Blue turned to look, but Mr. Yellow did not. Mr. Yellow continued to study.